Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. We're getting one step closer to FGB Day as the Chicago Bears hope to play spoilers for the uh, Green Bay Packers playoff hopes. But we're going to talk about players that could be in and out of that game and some of the biggest storylines and things to watch out, plus dive into the mailbag. All that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bears Central, your number one place for all Chicago Bears news and content. What's going on, Bears fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bears Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related. I'm the host here, Hayes, but more importantly, you guys can follow the channel at Shy Bears Central on every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into this damn content for today. If you guys can't tell, I'm hyped. It's it's FGB week. It's been an exciting week of news and kind of revelations with the Chicago Bears, kind of kind of understanding the direction they're going to go in. But one thing the Bears have left to take care of business is on the field against the Green Bay Packers on Sunday. And if the Bears take care of that, that could add a lot of storylines and kind of a little bit of ump into this offseason as we head into their probably play, playing spoiler to the Green Bay Packers playoff hopes, which would love to do. But with that said, man, we do got some injuries updates in the, in the case like that. Uh, it looks like Cole Komet and Jalen Johnson both did not practice um, yesterday, and they may not practice today either. Now, how big of a concern is that? Now, considering that both these players played uh, last week, I believe, right? Yeah. Um, and, you know, you want to look at what that's going to be like for the Chicago Bears. Cole Komet, a big weapon for Bears, and one of Justin Fields' favorite weapons outside of DJ Moore. And Jalen Johnson has just been an absolute dog. On top of that, it looks like Darnell Mooney still has not cleared concussion protocol now, they was expected that he would clear that concussion protocol by now, and the, and the fact that he hasn't has added some concern to if it, if for his availability coming on Sunday against the Green Bay Packers. So right now, looking at it, I know that the Bears, they can do some things at tight end. Robert Tanyan, who's not perfect, but can fill in and use Mercedes Lewis as well. Um, but, uh, you know, Cole Komet is a big part of just how, how what makes this Chicago Bears offense work when it's working at its best. And so having Cole Komet out there is something that I do hope that we can see. Uh, and Jalen Johnson, I just want to see Jalen Johnson already being named to a Pro Bowl, just have a dominant game and performance against the Green Bay Packers, maybe even getting a, another interception or something in there. So I hope that both those guys are going to be able to go when it comes down to it because we need those guys. And Darnell Mooney, despite you know the, the, the down season that he's had or up and down season, however you want to look at it, you still want to see him be able to come out there and play on the field. But if he's healthy to clear that concussion protocol, that's going to be one of the biggest things. Like you, you don't want to risk concussions, right? We've seen that happen over players' careers and things like that. One thing you don't really want to do is risk any type of concussion-type scenario. So hopefully he can clear that protocol so he can get out there on the field as well as we look to finish our season and wrap that up against the Green Bay Packers. But with that said, and the, and the Bears play, uh, facing the Packers, to, uh, oh, not today, I wish it was today to get it out the way, but on Sunday, man, we got to talk about some of the things to kind of look out for and, and some of the kind of storylines that could come into this game. And when it comes down to it, Listen, Justin Fields' words recently on, on the Green Bay, on Green Bay saying those guys are going to be lively because there's nothing to do in Green Bay but watch football, which is accurate. And see some Green Bay fans get a little upset over that. But fuck y'all. We don't care how you feel. Uh, your city sucks. Uh, but the whole state, the whole state is just is trash. Um, but outside of that, you know, we, we, really when you come into this game, one of the storylines is going to be is Justin Fields versus Jordan Love. As much as I hate the Green Bay Packers, 
Jordan Love has put together a pretty solid to good statistical season for the Green Bay Packers. He just has. You can't you can't take away from it. His first year as a starter, Jordan Love has put up some pretty damn good numbers for the Green Bay Packers. And I hate to be able to say that because, again, it's the Packers. I don't like to give them any credit or acclaim. But when you look at it, Jordan Love, uh, almost 4,000 yards uh, passing, which he's probably going to go over uh, in this game. 30 uh, touchdowns, only 11 interceptions. And, you know, it is what it is when it comes down to Jordan Love. Also, almost uh, 250 yards on the ground for Jordan Love this season. Again, has played pretty solidly, as much as I hate to admit it. Facts are facts, and I'm not going to take away from facts just because I hate the goddamn organization of the Green Bay Packers. But how Justin Fields performs, and it's going to be looked at and compared to. How does Justin Fields perform over Jordan Love, things like that? You got to do it. Can he outplay Jordan Love? Uh, that's a, that's We know that he has the capability. Hell, we've seen games of it, especially when Jordan uh, when uh, Justin Fields gets in that rhythm on the ground and passing-wise and can pick apart a defense. So hopefully we see that. But at the end of, at the, end of the day, man, uh, you know, you got to you got to come into this and hope that Justin Fields is going to be able to outplay that matchup. And for whatever storylines, whatever it does, we want that. And that's why you want, you know, a player like Cole Komet healthy as well, but also Luke Getze, who may be the secret agent. We got to we got to look out for that. Also, can the Bears find um, success running the ball, right? When you look at it, uh, over 200 yards rushing as a team last week, especially with Cole, I mean, uh, Khalil Herbert playing the way that he did, Justin Fields getting into the rim and extending plays, that's something. The Chicago Bears defense is ranked 24th in the NFL. It just is what it is. The team has struggled to get stops at times. Can the Bears convert on third downs? And they've allowed 131 rushing yards per game and 15 rushing touchdowns this season. What does that mean? Listen, Roshan Johnson, Khalil Herbert, they need to be ready to go in this game. And so at the end of the day, if the Bears can do it, if the Bears can find that success running to help that you set up that passing game, that's what's going to benefit the Bears the most. When you look at it so far, uh, Khalil Herbert, uh, 583 yards, I believe, on the season. You got De- Deontay Foreman with, two, uh, with 425. We can have success with that being said. We can do that. Also, Roshan Johnson having 332 yards did not really realize that Roshan had even played that much, right? So especially with the injury, things like that. So this Bears team has the ability, and we throw in Justin Fields in that as well, we have that ability to take care of business on the ground against the Green Bay Fudge Packers. We just do, and hopefully we can take care of that. Um, and if we can do that, that's going to help set up that passing game and put us in a much better situation. And so, listen, this would also be the first time, our first win over the Green Bay Packers since 2018. Matt Nagy and Mitch Strabinski was still here. So hopefully that that we can we can do that again. This is this would be uh, Justin Fields' first victory over the Green Bay Packers, Matt Eberflus's first uh, victory over the Packers, and heading into that offseason where people are questioning the, the future of both those those guys, which they shouldn't. Justin Fields is going to be back. But with that said, getting a win to end the season and play spoiler against the Green Bay Packers, that's something that Bears fans are going to love and something that, all, that, that Bears fans worldwide are going to appreciate seeing. So let's see if we can take care of that business. But with that said, it's Friday, so you know what that means. It's mailbag day. Let's go ahead and get into this first voicemail. This one's from book yo 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 hayes what's up this book man blessings to you and yours man i've I've come to a conclusion about something and i might be wrong i believe that everybody having access to all 22 is one of the worst things that ever happened to the game of football man and i'll explain why former players people who coach people who under who truly understand the game if they look at an all 22 and can break things down that's fine but now that everybody has access to it everybody is a, a qb guru now everybody knows 
what NFL Open is. Everybody knows, you know, think they know what uh, anybody, a player is supposed to do in a certain situation because they've watched enough tape, which a lot of times I truly believe a lot of them don't even understand what they're looking at, man. They What they do is they watch the All-22 and then they regurgitate something that they've heard. They don't know what they're talking about because all you ever hear is about how this guy was open and he didn't throw it or you see this route right here, not understanding what what he was told to look at. Maybe he's told to view one side of the field. Maybe the progression goes from the left to the right and not the right to the left. Now, I know a little bit about football, but I would never call myself a guru. That's why I don't even watch All-22 because I don't even want to get that big-headed about it, man, because it ain't even that serious. Some folks need to leave the All-22 alone and leave that to the big dogs and the pros. But that's all I got to say, man. Again, blessings to you and yours. Shout out to the crew, Bobby and C-Dub. Shout out to all the familiars. You know, everybody that call in, you know, everybody have a good weekend. And blessings to y'all. And the interesting uh, 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 angle here. Like, I I, I know the the access to the All-22, as somebody who loves football, I always look at it as a positive thing. But I do think that what you point out is valid. Like, people feel like because they can watch the All-22, that means that they can comprehend they're all 22 and everything that they're seeing, and not everyone can, right? Now, I do think that it's a great tool to grow your football knowledge if that's what you want want it to be, but some people do use it to kind of reaffirm something that they've heard rather than really understand how to break it down. But listen, at the end of the day, I feel like this. Having more access to, to gain and grow your knowledge is never a bad thing, but it's you have to understand that, well, I guess you have to know what you don't know, right? Or understand what you don't know and try to gain from that. Like, all 22 has been great for my um, ability to break down the game to really go in and see like what happens on some certain plays but I do agree with you that it has been used and some people aren't using it to kind of fully really grasp what they're seeing or use it to kind of increase their knowledge they're using it to try to reaffirm something that's predetermined in their mind already and that you know that sucks when it comes down to it but having more tools and more access and more visibility I don't think is ever really bad because for the people that do love it they're going to use it and use it correctly man I love watching the all 22 I know Steve-O, Bobby, they love being able to watch it and break it down because it really does kind of help add some edge. There's sometimes during the games where I, I see something, I'm like, hey, that dude was wide open. And then you look at it and you say, yeah, uh, they actually weren't. And to your point, you never really know what a quarterback's progressions are. That's another thing, too. So there are even some people who have played the game of football, and they say, hey, I look at the All-22 all day, but that doesn't mean I'm going to know what the QB's progression was, right? So, you know, that thing goes into a part of it as well. But when you use it just to kind of already – reaffirm something that you predetermined thought like going into try to gain some understanding and you know that's that is what it is but hey it's a tool out there everybody can use it for what they will some people use it for great some people use it for not so great things it is what it is let's get into this next voicemail this one's from Darius. what's going on man Darius from dallas hope y'all had a nice little new year holiday weekend i sure did uh but anyway uh, i just want to talk about that old justin fields man um I think he's pretty much sealed the deal. Um, I, I, in my opinion, I, I feel like we should ride with him. Um, all the bandwagon, uh, 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 Justin Fields haters that, you know, we're talking about putting Bayesian in and, uh, now that, now they're on the right team now. Now they're all chanting Justin Fields and same in the stands I see. Uh, I think we should keep it. My personal thing, I love what, I love what he do, what he does. And when you're in the playoffs, you need something electrifying sometimes from a, from a quarterback. Uh, sometimes just being good is not good enough to get you to the Super Bowl every night. That's what Justin Fields is. And that's why I love it, man. But we'll say this. If we do move on from that brother, it better be for Michael Penix Jr. 
period. Point blank fucking period. Michael Penny Jr. is a black Peyton Manning. That kid can make throws that I have not seen very many college quarterbacks be able to make. He is making elite-level NFL throws, not just NFL throws. He's making elite-level NFL throws. His decision-making is amazing. He's cool under pressure. You can't even rattle the kid. And let's not even talk about his fucking accuracy. I haven't seen – I don't even see ac- as accurate of the deep balls as he throws. I don't even see that from NFL players sometimes. Um, so I, that's just how I feel about it, man. I'm, I'm all for Justin Fields. I'm definitely team Justin Fields. But if not, we better be bringing in Michael Penix, goddammit. And I don't want to hear nothing about no Caleb Williams. None of that bullshit. All right? So Texas up. Bear down, goddammit. Uh, Justin Fields sealed as, an, as a QB1. Hope so, right? That's what we're hearing now recently, things like that, too. Um, and, you know, at the end of the day, I think Justin Fields has shown enough to, if you're going to improve the offensive line, which Justin Fields, when he actually has some time to make that decision, has been great. Right now, there is something to be said that how long he's taken to process that. But, again, for a quarterback that's been running for his life basically his whole time until this year and even still then some now, um, you know, it, it, going through that and trusting what you're seeing, it, it, it sometimes gets second guess, right? There are times where Justin Fields absolutely holds on to the ball too long. Let's hope that that's not the case for Fields. Um, you know, going forward as he continues to grow, as we get more weapons, as, you know, we get hopefully a better offensive coordinator in here as well. And that's the end of the day. It kind of is what it is there, man. But Justin Fields has definitely grown, and we want to continue to see that. Now, you being high on Michael Penix, and this is something that I've heard from a lot of people, and I don't want to act like Michael Penix has a lot of, of potential and talent in him. I don't know if it's talent that I'm willing to say that I want to move on from Justin Fields from. I know that's not what you're saying either. But Michael Penix is really a really good quarterback in this draft, and he's going to be one that kind of gets overlooked as well. But he may very well, you know, he's probably going to go still in the top 10. He's going to be like the, the, the fourth QB taken. But uh, he's, he definitely has potential to be a damn good quarterback at the NFL level. Personally, I just still want to hold on to Justin, but we'll end up seeing what happens there. Great voicemail from Darius there. Let's get into this next one. This one's from Fred. Hey, what up, man? Be your boy Fred, man. Man, hey, I hope when we get this win, Sunday against these bomb-ass fucking Packers, man, because this team is not better than the Bears. This team's not even – I can't even consider them as the elite team, if you ask me personally, though. So it would be nice to see if we send these motherfuckers home knowing that they need a win to get to the playoffs to us. Let's send their ass home two, two years in a row. If we got them ain't going to the playoffs, their ass ain't either. And I hope the Bears come out with that mentality, man, and want, and want to put their foot up in these guys' ass, man, because this, this was – show a lot that the Bears is, is ready and to turn a new page, man. So, with that being said, let's let, let, let the Bears go out here and get their win, and I'm going to be definitely keeping my eyes on these ex-Packers on the Bears because I don't trust them motherfuckers anyway, especially Luke Gessie. Because like y'all said, Luke Gessie, to me, seems like he's a double agent, and the Bears need to stop hiring these uh, motherfuckers from Green Bay and stop getting these ex-players from Green Bay as well, too, because they be double agents at times, man, and I don't be trusting that shit. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. So, hopefully, man, the Bears have a good offseason. I watched uh, that uh, Washington and Texas game, 
And, you know, Ron Madunza, you know, he, he looks nice, you know what I'm saying, as well, too. And if we don't get Marvin Harrison, I'll be open for us getting him or Keon Walker, you know, somebody that can be that uh, that number two on the side of D.J. Moore, man, and get a few people. So I wonder what the main media going to say after this game if the Bears get this win, Justin Fields do his fucking thing. What they going to say? And they still going to say, oh, we still need to get uh, – they still need to get rid of Justin Fields and all that bullshit. I'm telling the motherfuckers, man, they need to grab their pistol out the car and kill themselves. Because they be saying some stupid ass shit, and it, it pissed me off because you got former players that be saying the shit, oh, get rid of Justin Fields. And you got some players, former players that got common sense, that know, like, you keep Justin Fields. You know what I'm saying? They see this man's a good ass fucking quarterback. All them dumb media motherfuckers, you can tell they don't see shit. Even some of them GMs want to say, oh, well, Ryan Poe's never should get rid of Justin Fields. Y'all bitch-ass motherfuckers saying this shit because I don't want Justin Fields on the Bears. And y'all know Justin Fields is a good quarterback with all the bullshit they talk about, man. Just like stupid-ass deals like Mike Tannenbaum and Michael Lombardi. And I sit down, I'm like, this is why you two dumb motherfuckers are not gyms right now. Because y'all always know if make your dumb-ass moves, see. But, yeah, man, let's go get this motherfucking win, Bears. And let's let's go ahead and put the team together. And we come out next season and be that motherfucking team that we know can be. Chicago up, Ben Al, let's get this dub, baby. A win over the Packers on Sunday would mean so much to the petty side of me, right? To just the Bears fan side of me, just the person that hates the Green Bay Packers, right? So, yeah, you want to get a win against the Green Bay Packers to, you know, stop their season, whatever it is, but also just to continue showing that growth. The Bears getting their eighth win on the season would be big after having a three-win season and what having not having our starting quarterback for four games this season. So, the Bears have definitely grown, and that's why I did the video early in the week where I said, despite not making the playoffs, the Chicago Bears have still shown really good growth across pieces of this roster for sure. Now, as far as Fields haters, the thing that I've come to understand is that Fields haters are going to be Fields haters. There's not very much that's going to stop them. For some people, Justin Fields, the Chicago Bears could win a Super Bowl, but if Justin Fields doesn't throw for 400 yards in that Super Bowl and, and you know, he, he, he throws the interception, they're still going to say, well, we could, we could have won two if it wasn't for Justin Fields. It just is what it is. The Justin Fields hate, while there are still, there are very legitimate reasons to be concerned about Justin Fields, and I never want to act like there's not. But some of the hate, right, because hate and criticism are very different. Some of the hate around Justin has just gotten to the levels where it's just like, it's not really even about Justin Fields. It's about something. These people are battling something bigger than football, and they're just using football as a way to kind of fit, filter through it. So it is what it is there, unfortunately. just It comes with the game. It comes with the position. It just is what it is. But a lot of Bears fans have legitimate critiques about Fields. But I think even them, they realize, hey, there's still a chance that he can work it out. And he has definitely grown. It's just some people are, are looking at the Bears having the number one pick and thinking, can we get somebody that maybe has a higher ceiling than Justin Fields? And I think that's where some of this is rooted. Not all of it, because a lot of the Justin Fields hate is just ridiculous. But that's my thought process, man. Great voicemail from Fred there. Let's get into this next one. This one's from Camp. Hey, what's happening, Hayes and the Cognac boys? Uh, this is Camp, first-time caller. I'm, uh, I'm from East Chicago, Indiana, but I now live in Arizona, and I'm a big-time Bears fan. Uh, I just wanted to leave my thoughts, and I don't know, I only got three minutes. And with this being my first time, I'm going to have to call back at another day. But anyway, first of all, Hayes, I'm a fag as well, so uh, big ups to Sagittarius, even though our season is over. But my, my thought is on Justin Fields and what all these haters are saying. And for the most part, I'm not going to even mention the media, and I'm going to just say this to be a little subtle. There are only there are majority of the people. I'll say ninety plus percent of the people 
that don't want Justin want a special kind of quarterback. I'll just leave it at, at that. But my biggest issue is everybody's talking about the Bears got the number one pick. The Bears don't have the number one pick. The Bears have Carolina's number one pick. Also, Justin Fields is just barely gone over his second full season of starting. He hasn't gone over three years of starting. So if the kid doesn't get a chance to grow, what is the issue with that? But that, that's, that's all I have time to say because I know I have a, a I think I saw it only a three-minute time. But if the kid is just barely past the second year and he's showing growth, why is it such a hurry to move on? I don't hear no other teams talking about moving on from their quarterback so quickly. And last thing, I'm repeating myself, the Bears don't have the number one pick. The Bears have won seven games, which is double of last year. The Bears have Carolina's number one pick. So I wish people would stop saying the Bears have number one pick. Even though the Bears do have the number one pick, technically it's Carolina's pick. So, uh, like I said, first-time caller and shy time up. Giving Justin Fields time to grow is right. All right? Like like you said, like, and, and, you know, the number one pick thing, the Bears have the number one pick because we got it, we traded for it outright. But I, I, I agree with you. Like, if people are looking at it like, well, the Bears are so bad, they got the number one pick, where which isn't really the case, right? So great point there. But I think when it comes down to it, yes, Fields still, still needs time to develop. And while some quarterbacks are able to come into the same or even worse situations that Justin didn't develop, that's not necessarily true for everyone, right? And I think, you know, I've even seen an article saying, hey, well, Ohio State actually did some damage to Fields, which I don't necessarily think. I think that's people trying to find reasons. But um, it, it takes time. And I think that, you know, having a, a quarterback that was sacked so much so early into his first full season as a starter has definitely affected some of that. But you can't blame all of it on that. Justin has to own his development and Justin has to grow in the areas that we know he can grow in. And he just has to keep putting in that work. But from what I've seen from Justin, from what I've heard about Justin, working isn't the problem with Justin Field. So when you have somebody that's willing to put in that work, I trust that they're going to be figure out how to at least lessen some of their concerns, if not eliminate uh, some of them completely. And it just it's going to take some time for Justin, man. And I know that's that's time that a lot of Bears fans don't want to hear about, but it does somewhat take time. Let's get into the next one. This one's from Marifa Asa. Bobby, C-Dub, hey, what's happening, fellas, man? Some cognac boys. Hey, man, this is Marifa Asa, black yet again, man. Happy New Year to you, fellas, man. I love, man, you had the post-game celebration. I just want to say thank you, fellas, man, for all y'all hard work and effort for the year, man, for all of the stuff y'all did during the live calls, man, all the daily reports and stuff on the internet, reporting on the Chicago Bears, man. We really love and appreciate everything that y'all do, man. But look, man, let's get down to it. Man, boy, it was such a great scene. It was such a great scene, man, to see the fellas win on Sunday, man, against Atlanta, man, with the snow falling down and the fans chanting, we want fields, we want fields, man. I know Paul. And Kevin Warren heard the calls, man, of the people. You hear me? And I know they know that Justin is the one, that he's the franchise. But listen, man, we got one more battle to go before the end of the war. I know we didn't make the playoff, but we got one more battle to go. And we got revenge on our mind. And redemption is coming. You hear what I'm saying? Justin is going to exercise a ghost. And the Bears are going to come through with threats. And they're going to put it on them FGB head on Sunday and kick their ass up out the playoffs and send their ass back to the couch with everybody else so they can watch the Super Bowl at home like everybody else. You hear what I'm saying? 
The Bears is coming through, and DJ Moore and Justin Fields is going to be okay. And I'm telling you, man, this going to be fine. Bears going to come through FGB and give it to them, put it on their ass, man. The last game of the season. Okay, man, I'm going to get my prediction before I go. It's Chicago 27, FGB 14. You know what I'm saying? Listen, I got places to go. I got places to see. But you know what I'm going to say before I leave? It's Chicago up. Let's go. Hey, first, thank you for acknowledging the effort and, and stuff that we put in. This is a labor of love. We've always said that when we started Chicago Bears Central, it was it was for the love. And that's what it is. Able to do this daily and things like that. That's from nothing but the love of the team and the fact that I'd be talking about the Bears every day if I didn't have a podcast. Same for Bobby and C Dub. So, you know, I speak for all three of us. When I say thank you, man, thank you guys for the support. Thank you for calling. Thank you for leaving the voicemails. This is one of the best Chicago Bears platforms around because of you guys because of the, the people who interact because of the people who leave voicemails because of the people who support all that type of thing and we don't we don't ever think it's just us right that makes this channel a success you guys are a huge part of that and we're going to continue putting in that work even in the off season you're going to get that daily content from us every single day now as far as revenge over the packers absolutely absolutely uh, chicago bears getting wins over the packers has been so seldom over the last decade that when we do it's going to be a big thing it's going to be a big deal it's going to be something that we make a big deal out of and is it uh, is it overly so maybe but at the end of the day yeah uh, listen you're a coach of the chicago bears one of the things you need to do is figure out a way to beat the goddamn packers you're a quarterback of the chicago bears one thing you need to do is figure out how to beat the goddamn packers so yeah this game is definitely some revenge it's some pettiness and some of all of that. But guess what? We want it. We're going to fight for it. And I feel like we have this team, especially the defense, that's going to come out there and fight for it as well. Let's go ahead and get this dub over the Green Bay Packers. FGB. All right, let's get into the last voicemail for today. This one's from Jay. Hey, what's going on, gentlemen? Um, been watching the show for a while. I appreciate what y'all do. By the way, it's your boy Jay from San Diego. Real quick, as a diehard Bears fan, I have been struggling with this for a while. I know we have multiple scenarios and what we can do with that first overall draft pick. But I'm going to try to keep it as quick and simple as I possibly can. So help me out with this. Let's say the Bears trade back to number five with the Giants. And we have, for whatever reason, Jaden Daniels, Malik Neighbors, Dallas Turner, and Olaf Rashano available. Who are we going after? Because I can make a reasonable justification for all of them. But in my opinion, if the Bears are done with Justin Fields, which I would hate, and Jaden Daniels being that individual to push Justin Fields like a kind of Jordan Love, Aaron Rodgers situation. Or we can go after um, Malik Neighbors, which has done almost just as well as um, Marvin Harrison Jr. We can also go after the edge from Bama and Dallas Turner. Or we can protect Justin Fields and Olaf Rashano. I'm just trying to, you know what I'm saying, figure out what y'all think about this and um i don't know we got a lot of options but i greatly appreciate everything y'all do and um for one um i don't think a lot has been said but bobby i appreciate you thank you for your service and the cognac boys i definitely appreciate y'all show and drip i definitely appreciate watching you on a daily basis i, I tune into your show all the time um but with that being said chicago up bear down great great voicemail from jay asking which way the bears go and the thing is towards what you said at the end of it they have so many different routes that they can go you can stay 
draft uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. You can trade down, potentially still get Marvin Harrison Jr. with the way that the draft order looks like it's going to shape up. Because as long as the Bears don't go behind the Cardinals, they have a, still a chance to get Marvin Harrison Jr. At that point in time, you can look at going dynamic edge with a Jared Verse, another one of the edges. You can go, um, you know, depending on where you trade down to, you maybe you go a different position, go wide receiver late. There's a lot of different avenues that the Bears can go from. The thing that's going to add some clarity is free agency, right? Because free agency happens before the draft. It adds a little bit more clarity on where the Bears may be looking to fill in with young players. So until then, I'm not going to have a really firm grasp that. And when the number one pick is traded, if it is traded, that'll kind of give a little bit more insight on what the Bears may do. Um, but I think that everything that you laid out is a great scenario. You could go offensive line with Olu Fashano or Joe Alt, which can really help bolster this offensive line, right? You can go defensive edge uh, with Dallas Turner or uh, Latou or uh, Jared Verse, who's one of my favorites in that. You can go wide receiver later in the draft with Rome and, and other wide receivers, na neighbors who's in that as well. You can go Marvin Harrison Jr. You can go a lot of different routes. But the thing that I'm going to say with the most part of it is that any route that you go, they're all positions of need. The Bears can legitimately, depending on what they get back for trading the number one overall pick or if they just stay with their own two first-round first picks, they can absolutely shore up two positions of need for the Chicago Bears in this draft and multiple. I'm just saying in the first round. So having that type of flexibility makes a GM like Ryan Poles, who already is playing chess, get even that much more creative. So while I'm not going to have a list of targets for you yet, as we go towards the offseason, things start clearing up. I'll have that for you. Um, but just know that the Bears, either way, are going to be able to fill absolute positions of need and do it early in the draft with damn near blue chip talent. And so that's what makes this most excited about this offseason for the Chicago Bears is all the tools at, at Ryan Poles' disposal. And it's time for Ryan Poles to get to work. It's like it's time for us to get to work on FGB week uh, here on Sunday when we face the Green Bay Packers. But that's my time for today, guys. Make sure you guys are following the channel at Shy Bear Central. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, chicagobearcentral.gmail.com. And then lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for the mailbag, the number to do so, 773-242-9336. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related. And like I like to end everything on, Shy Town up, but bear down. Love you guys. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Break Media. Media.